You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Social Impact Show. I'm Danielle Lovell-Jones, and I'm exploring the multifaceted world of social impact. Interviews, tips, and more for the individual that's interested in doing good in their world. Hey everyone, we are back with another episode of the Social Impact Show, and we have Elizabeth Galbert here with us today. Say hi to everyone, Elizabeth. Hi everyone. Elizabeth is the founding partner of A-Level Capital, a student-led venture capital firm powered by John Hopkins University. So we're super excited to have Elizabeth here and even more so excited that she's not only the founding partner of A-Level, but also of her newest venture, SoGal Ventures. So we are going to hear about both of those today, Elizabeth. Are you ready? Yes, I am. I'm really excited to tell you all about both. Okay, great. So let's start with A-Level. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got started, where, where the need came from, because it's, it's a new idea. Um, I've seen a couple of universities kind of start doing this. So tell me what the passion was for you at, at Hopkins. Yeah, so A-Level Capital came about a little bit differently than a lot of the other student-led venture capital firms. So during my time at Johns Hopkins and Maryland Institute College of Art, I was leading a student organization called Innovation Factory, and our mission is to foster the entrepreneurial spirit throughout the Johns Hopkins community. In my time there, we built a team of about 51 student leaders across Johns Hopkins' nine schools, and we organized dozens of initiatives to move forward with our mission. Um, Many of these initiatives really involved connecting student and alumni startups with angel investors and venture capitalists so that the startups could get funded off the ground and really become meaningful businesses. Um, After working with many of these startups and investors, our team realized that there was a really big gap that needed to be addressed. Um, Many of the startups were pretty early stage and weren't necessarily ready to be featured in prime time to the investors. So I think of investing and startups a little bit like dating. So if you're about to go on a first date with someone, you're going to make sure that you're wearing something that makes you look good, that you arrive with a big smile on your face, that you're confident about how you feel, that you really know who you are. And I think the same thing goes with startups and meeting investors because the first impression is really important. And although investors know that you know, you're going to be growing over time, you still want to look polished and ready to go upon your first meeting. 
Um, as the age-old saying kind of goes, you don't really want to see how the sausage is being made. Yes. <laughs> so after brainstorming a lot with our student team and our board of advisors and other members of the Hopkins and Baltimore community, we realized we wanted to start something that would provide early-stage Hopkins students and young alum alumni with the necessary small amount of funding to get their venture off the ground and also ensure that their team was committed and supported. Um, so a big thing, especially with most students coming out of school with very large student debt burdens, um, is that even people who are entrepreneurs end up transitioning in traditional roles of consultants and bankers to sort of make sure they have an income and are able to pay off their student loan debt. Um, I attended this great conference, and we heard from Dave Lerner, who runs Columbia's um, startup and entrepreneurial efforts. And he really said that it really only takes about $10,000 for students to feel supported and commit to their startup, doing it full speed ahead. Hmm. And they really found that their student entrepreneurs spend this $10,000 incredibly judiciously, and that also then the students, as they grow up and gain more success, also see the university as really the first organization that truly supported them in their endeavors. Um, so that really kind of started inspiring it all. And then I actually met in April who Demi, um, who's now my co-founding partner of A-Level Capital. He was a senior at Hopkins at the time in their undergraduate program. He's an engineer extremely bright, and he kind of came to this conclusion, but from a different angle. As a sophomore, he had co-founded a startup, and they pitched to Dorm Room Fund. Yeah. It is a student-led venture capital fund for early-stage financing. Um, and he realized that something like this at Hopkins, because there's so much raw um, talent in the community, both from a technical perspective and a business perspective and the healthcare perspective, and international studies and education, there's so much raw talent, but really that nobody was investing at the very early stages of this. And another aspect that I also realized and am passionate about is that there were very few opportunities for students to learn about venture capital and early stage investing, even in the business school. Because the VC community is incredibly small and difficult to get into the door, um, a lot of students really didn't know what it meant to be a venture capitalist or even invest in early-stage startups. So one of my major hopes was that we could find a solution that would give students hands-on experience with early-stage investing and potentially actually create a career path for them in venture capital. That is awesome, coming out of the, you know, just the, the, the academic community linking to the venture capital community in that way um, because it is a very hard it's very hard to navigate that world so it's almost like your work is not just the uh, funding component it's a it's significantly educational for the students that are looking to start their venture exactly and so with that we really started creating our pitch speaking to alumni and we were able to convince a lot of really interesting people to join our team as advisors and mentors um, for example, the founder of 500 Startups, Dave McClure, um, is one of our early advisors and investors because he's a Hopkins alum. We also have Paul Grossinger as one of our other advisors, and he has already exited two companies 
He's invested in over 40 companies as an angel investor and advisor, and he's only 25. So basically, A-level a capital is, you know, no big deal. You guys are just collaborating with amazing people, doing great work. It, you know, it's it's great. It's it's a really exciting um, program. Now, one of the things I was mentioning to you, Elizabeth, was that I found out about your work almost simultaneously with the week that um, there were there was writing happening in Baltimore where Johns Hopkins is based. And my immediate thought was, how amazing is that this information is not being shared about that community, um, often a community that is more likened to The Wire than to any other aspect of what's coming out of, of Baltimore. How have you seen... How have you been able to correlate what you're doing at Johns Hopkins through A-level capital um, to connecting to the larger community of Baltimore? Are there any connections there? Yeah, so I think there's lots of connections. And there's actually two great classes that are run out of the business school. Um, One's called City Lab. And during that, students are actually immersed in a full-time project to create something innovative within the Baltimore community to serve um, underserved communities. And then there's also a class called The Wire, and it focuses on... Shocking, (laughs) shocking, Elizabeth. (laughs) ...and educational issues within Baltimore. And as capstone for the course, you actually create a new, whether it's a nonprofit or a product or a service that could be utilized in Baltimore. And the entire course, you have leaders from the Baltimore community coming in, talking to you, Um, lawyers, police officers, teachers, and really sort of telling you why there are the problems there are in Baltimore today, everything that they're doing to try to improve it, and just sort of systemically why it's really difficult. And so there's actually a lot of projects that come out of these two classes that could have a significant impact on Baltimore's economy and just Baltimore as a whole. And so there's actually a lot of startups that are addressing Baltimore's needs that are founded by Johns Hopkins students. And those are some of them that we'd really like to be supporting. Um, For example, there's a company called Urban Pastoral Collective, and they're actually going to be creating a rooftop farm um, through aquaponic growing um, to actually help alleviate sort of food deserts within Baltimore and also provide more local fresh produce to the Baltimore community. That's that's pretty direct impact there. Yeah, exactly. And it's actually going to provide a lot of jobs for people who are going to be the farmers for the business as well in the Baltimore community. Yeah, and there I think I think that's the that's the hope you'd have for any startup in a, in, that's coming out of, um, of essentially any community, but it, but it, potentially the the power that you have with A level and and or any of the startups that are coming out of of Hopkins or anywhere within Baltimore, it's, the seeing the connection between the city that it's rooted in and having some positive outcomes there that would that's really powerful. Yeah, and for example, there's another great startup um, founded by a woman who's in the business school called Full Society, and she's working with Baltimore restaurants to implement um, her app, which allows you to pay and split the charge and everything from your mobile phone. But the cool thing about it is that every time you use the app, 
they actually donate money towards meals for people in need. Um, so kind of by eating out in Baltimore, you're also helping serve the community for those who are less fortunate. Um, and, you know, I think that's something that's really cool, too, ways that almost the technology itself um, encourages more people to donate to various nonprofits in the area. And so there's actually in the app an automatic donation component, but you can also, you're asked then to opt in for additional donation. Yeah, this is this is something I'm often talking to you know, with friends, with clients, that we're in a space now where technology is an amazing tool in creating some real um, tangible improvements in, in our local communities and in, or in, in the world in general. Um, so what I'll do is, you know, we'll, we'll add links to all of these that you've noted and just share them because I think the more people know about them, the more that they can grow and, and have subsequent benefits to the, the greater community. So we'll definitely be sure to include that in the, in the show notes. Um, but one of the things that I want to know um, about you, Elizabeth, is that you posted on Medium um, about being a, a female in venture capital world. I want to just note this this one, what is it, two sentences, because I thought they were it was really powerful. Although I may not fit the norm, I am of value. I am a venture capitalist. I mean, I get chills reading it only because when when we'll link it as well to the to the show, but finding the value and knowing your value and owning that, talk to me a little bit more about what motivated this piece in medium. Yeah, so kind of getting to that point was definitely a journey of self reflection and also reflection with others. Um it was my first blog post that I've really written since the days of live journal when I was like ranting as an angry teenager. <laughs> we won't link to those. Don't worry. Yeah, so I was really a bit nervous about putting myself out there, you know, and publishing to all your Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn connections. It's actually quite frightening. Um, but I really sort of, in the past couple months, have had a lot of self-reflection. And in business school, I was kind of, really debating between did I want to be an entrepreneur or did I want to be somebody who invests in entrepreneurs? Because I really enjoyed building the entrepreneurial community at Hopkins. Um, and I also wasn't sure that I really had one single idea or passion, but I actually really loved supporting tons of bright people's ideas and passions. So I really decided that I really liked almost the investor side of it a lot more. And so as I was attending lots of startup and VC events, I always walked away from the VC events with kind of a knot in my stomach and just really not a good feeling. Um, because generally, anytime I would say that I wanted to get into venture capital, I would kind of get the response that it's like, well, you need to go have a startup that exits first or you know it's too bad you're already in business school at Hopkins because you really need to go to a place like Harvard or Warren if you want to get into venture capital and then some of the more egregious comments would be things like you know most firms don't like hiring women even if you were able to get one of the really competitive jobs you probably hate it because nobody would let you feel like you fit in 
I just want to pause you, Elizabeth, because the, um, <laughs> this is great information, but I, I want to say that my professionalism didn't kick in there. My eyebrows just raised to the roof. I can't believe that. I mean, I can believe it, but it's just unfortunate that that's the, the commentary that's coming along with, with your desires. Yeah, and so I would walk away from those really sort of a little bit defeated. Um, and after I kept getting sort of those same answers, I really started feeling like there must be kind of a problem here. And then a few months later, that's when the Ellen Pau case um, got a lot of media attention from Kleiner Perkins. Yeah. Started to actually be a debate about it, about why aren't there more women in venture capital? Is having women in venture capital important? Um, would there be better returns if we were bringing more women to the table? And personally, I thought the answers to those questions were, yes, you do need more women in venture capital. And yes, by bringing that perspective, um, you probably would be getting better returns um, because I was also speaking to hundreds. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hundreds of female entrepreneurs and also international entrepreneurs, oftentimes students, and they really felt that VCs didn't understand them. They didn't understand their businesses. And a lot of times they didn't take them seriously. Like they'd make comments that were equally offensive and really hurtful. And I think that's where the real value is because there's this incredible group of go-getters who are creating these startups but are being really turned down by traditional VC because there's just not enough um, diversity in perspective in a lot of the firms. So tell us a little bit more about SoGal Ventures, because I, I know that that's aligned with with what you've been experiencing. Yeah, so with SoGal Ventures, our plan is to be the VC firm that embraces really how far our generation has come and how deep our impact on the world can be. So we plan on supporting startup teams with diverse founders, and we really define diversity in a much more broader sense. So both the traditional diversity of gender, race, socioeconomic status, citizenship, but also the diversity of thought. So for example, as yourself, a business designer, um, we feel that there's really a lot of value in having a multidisciplinary team from the get-go of the business. And so we really are looking for founders that are bringing together the talents of technical business and design founders 
and then having an additional layer of diversity within their team. Um, because we believe that those are going to be the businesses that succeed in the future. Yeah, I mean, so, so, in a, like, so in addition to this, um, because you're clearly addressing a real need, and, and you're right, all of those questions have a big fat yes as an answer. I don't think... I don't think we should still be at a point where we're we're questioning whether the value of of diversity in in the broad sense and the traditional sense is in any way going to hamper growth. I think it's very clear that diversity yields growth. Now, how you do that is all dependent upon the organization and and the company. But you and I both know that that's the answer is yes. Um, one of the things that you also talked about, in addition to what SoGal is going to do, what your experience has been, you're really tapping into this theory of the potential of the outlier. Um, I thought that was an, an interesting take as well. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Yeah. So by sort of targeting what we feel are deals that are being underlooked or overlooked and undervalued by traditional VCs, we really see the power in the outliers, almost the David and Goliath type of stories. Um, because a lot of times I've been talking to founders, especially international founders, and I hear everything they've gone through to get to the place where they are today. And it's just incredible when you compare it to someone like myself who, you know, really had the luxury and was lucky with being born in the U.S. and you know, growing up in a middle-class family that I had access to education as a woman. I was, you know, never told that I was anything less so. And to hear people who didn't have that and yet are still extremely successful in what they're doing and have dreams to really build grand things, like, those are the people I want to put be putting money behind. And I think we all need to do a better job at really putting our money where our mouths are when we're talking about diversity. And it's not something that I think of as charity or some type of affirmative action. I actually think it's good business and that it's going to generate good returns. And that's why I'm in it. And that's why I believe in it. And even when it, when I was thinking about what you were saying about the potential of the outlier, um, what I liked about, because Elizabeth goes through and kind of highlights how she viewed her experience before, which kind of land, landed her in a position that would say, well, I'm not qualified. But when you really take a second and show how unique you are and those unique experiences, that led you to determine yourself as very valuable and truly a venture capitalist. And, and, that, and that is what you are. Um, the, the, the people that listen to our podcast are doers, they're movers and shakers, and I really think it's appreciated, if I'm going to speak for all of them, but I appreciate the fact that it's not just, oh, I'm different, it's that I am inherently valuable because I am different. There's a difference in, in the way you presented it that I really appreciated. It wasn't that, oh, I'm just making this up. It's no, you can't see the value, so let me, let me highlight why my differences are great. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what is really at the heart of SoGal Ventures is one of our key tenants is really listening and understanding so that we can get to that point of analysis where we can deeply see the value in the companies and founders we're evaluating. Because we believe right now that, you know, 
things of value are being overlooked because they don't look the same. They're not the drone company. They're not the Internet of Things company founded by three white Stanford grads. Um, and I don't think that's bad to invest in those companies, but there's all these other companies that are kind of being untouched and overlooked that have inherently tremendous value for the future. So, Elizabeth, let me ask you this question, because you and I both know that there's a lot of information out there that says, and, and, and your article uh, highlights it as well, your blog post highlights it, that there's a lot of content that says that the numbers are not great. And it's a fact that the numbers aren't great with regard to women, diverse communities at large um, within, within the startup realm. But then the, the follow-up to a lot of these comments is, well, we can't find them. And as someone that has deep ties into the technology community because of just colleagues and friends and things of that nature, I find that very hard to believe. So if you can indulge me for a second, because you seem to be able to do this, how are you finding the people that are diverse? Because apparently others are having a hard time. Yeah, so I think one of the main reasons others may be having a hard time is because they themselves are not part of the community. And so, for example, on Facebook, I'm a member of many private groups that are about women founders, diverse founders, and, you know, I get tens of notifications each day about people posting and talking about the amazing things they're doing. And frankly, like, almost all of those groups don't have men involved. Um, wow. Wow. I think they may not even know that those groups exist or they don't have the right connections to those groups to help get, you know, their cause out if they're trying to market something. Um, and so, yes, when you're kind of in the same circles, like if you're assuming, let's say, 90% of venture capitalists are men and they're in their male networking circle, it's going to be very hard for them to understand what's going on in the women's circles. Well, so here's the next question, Elizabeth. So for one of the things you mentioned earlier is that with the students with that you were supporting through A-Level, one of the benefits was that they were getting resources to pre prepare them in a way where they, where they are ready for that first date, right? Are there resources or what resources can you share with us here that would provide that same kind of support for individuals that are not students because SoGal is not targeting students and a lot of these um, large VC firms are not out there targeting students, let alone giving them the resources to kind of baby step through the process. Um, what, what other resources are out there that you're aware of? Yeah, so I'm a huge fan of free resources for everything. Um, so I love, for example, all the edX and Coursera courses on entrepreneurship and the various topics within them. And they're all free, which is the greatest part. Definitely. Um, y Combinator, which is another accelerator, actually did a series on how to start a startup. And it was a series of lectures from all of kind of this past generation's amazing founders talking about various elements of a startup and they're all available on YouTube for free. Um, and then I think that I don't like to try and recreate lists because there's others who have created such amazing lists. So Steve Blank, for example, 
has a list online of resources for basically every aspect of a business you could need. Um, one of my favorites right now for sort of design and branding is canva.com. And it really makes anyone into a designer to make your brand look really good. Um, so I think it's amazing just how many free resources are out there right now to get you polished um, into a place where you are presenting yourself well to potential investors. Um, and I think a lot of the venture capital community also blogs and sort of following those blogs and reading them and just really understanding what they're looking for, what they're seeing as valuable, how they like to communicate. Like I'm a big believer in sort of understanding your stakeholders. Um, so once you've sort of proactively really educated yourself on just the business topics, like really understanding who your audience is when you're pitching. And I think that an intelligent and proactive person, as long as you have an internet connection, like there's so many amazing resources out there right now to help you get off the ground. So Elizabeth, let me um, just ask you a couple more questions because I think you've, you've got what I was hoping for, which is the, a fuller sense of how a venture capital firm can really be engaged in, in their own version of impact. So you're targeting students in, in Baltimore, um, which has a, a, a very interesting demographic and just uh, a, a lot of different experiences going on. And then you have SoGal, which is targeting diversity at a larger scale, um, particularly women, but, but definitely just ensuring that the right diverse talent is getting the support that it needs. And that's a lot of work. I mean, nothing about that sounds easy. And for all of the interviews that we've done so far, it seems like everyone's doing a lot. Curious how you're sustaining yourself in this process, because that's important too. Yeah, so it's definitely a balance and something I struggle with. Um, I'm often told that, you know, I have to take a little bit of time for relaxation and I've actually started to see the value in that because, like, I really feel energized and almost calmed in a bit when I'm working um, and being productive. So I've had to realize I need to sometimes take a little bit step back. Um, and I was at a panel the other night of actually women founders, and one of them who had successfully exited her company had said, that when she just realized, you know, yes, she was supporting the livelihoods of, you know, her 10 to 15 employees, but really the worst thing that could possibly ever happen is that your business goes under and you can't support those employees, but it's not death. So sort of the thinking of things more in that perspective, I think, allows you to really sort of realize that you do want to go fast and you want to put everything in it, but you also have to not take things so seriously and kind of laugh at yourself when you make mistakes. Um, yeah, I'm not good at that. I, I'm not even going to pretend. I'm, I'm pretty bad at that, but I see it as good advice as well. Because otherwise you're going to burn out and then you're not good for your business. You're not good for yourself. You're not good for anyone in your family. 
So really just trying to achieve that balance. And there's been a lot of talk and chatter recently also about mental health of founders and entrepreneurs. And I think that's an important topic that hasn't really been addressed enough in the entrepreneurial community. Um, it's starting to be talked about a little bit more. Unfortunately, it the conversation started because a founder took his life. Um, but I think sort of balance and sort of really taking care of yourself physically and mentally is really important. Any last um, words or thoughts or piece of it, piece, additional pieces of advice? Because I think that that's definitely an important one um, that you want to share to other people trying to make impact in their world. Yeah, I think it's just really find your passion and then go for it. And like, don't let others' opinions invalidate your own thoughts. Because deep down, you're who has to sleep with yourself in the end of the night. So really just like make it the impact that makes you happy. Um, and I think for a while I was really struggling with what others thought as valuable versus what I thought was valuable. And I'm so much happier um, now that I've really let my true self shine. No, this is, that's great. That is great. And I think if we can all remember that we, we'd all be more effective and efficient people. Right. Um, but we just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, Elizabeth, for taking the time to chat with us. We will add all of the resources and definitely information about both A-Level and SoGal and your blog post on Medium, I think, will be really beneficial to a lot of people. So we'll have all of that in the show notes. But thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much. This was great. Make sure to follow us at... Lovell Strat, L-O-V-E-L-L-S-T-R-A-T. And you can like us on Facebook with Lovell Strategies. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.